See, that's because I'm such a good My guy. Framed up. We're, yeah, you're framed up. I hit go. It's recording. It's at the Very three second looking. mark now. Yes, looking right, 10 perfect. out of 10. Looking sharp. <laughs> yes. Uh, awesome. I was going to say welcome to Training Group Live, but I can't do that one. So welcome <laughs> to Practical Shooting After Dark. Uh, I'm your host for today, Joel. On deck, we have the professor, Wancha Kim. Uh, and our good friend, Matt Hopkins. Hello. Guys, it's been a it's been a real doozy of a day so far on the uh, the interwebs and the social medias. Dude, can it get any crazier? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, can it? I probably I probably somehow I keep having posts like screen capped and sent to me like, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this? I'm like, holy crap. So what you happened today, Joel? Well, I think the big news is. Uh, I keep getting even more communications. USPSA announced they are moving the four gun, uh, four division nationals from Colorado back to our, our friends at Talladega. Yep. And I think that's uh, that's caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, a lot of emotional posts, I think, is fair to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to describe them. Emotional. People, people are very emotional about the situation. Uh, Area two director Layton had a very a very long post about uh, disappointment. What po- pointing it to uh, to I think maybe one a of the interesting person? Go ahead, sorry. One of the interesting things that he also put on there is how how uh, how much he worked to help get the match there, and I just mm-hmm. think uh, I hope that's true. I wouldn't want him to, you know, try to claim credit for something that he didn't do. That is, uh, that's a fair point. He, uh, yeah, his post, it's a tragic day. Something he hasn't seen in 30 years. Uh, and then he's, it looks like this suggesting someone did this maliciously with the intent of sabotaging the match. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. People are asking for explanations and more information. It doesn't look like there's been anything provided yet. So maybe that's still to come. Or maybe so, investigations are still being done. I don't know anything. Matt, it sounds like you maybe have some top secret information to share. I I have some information. I don't I don't know what Layden was referring to or anything like that or anything. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the future. But uh, so I think we want to talk about like USPSA Senate all the people registered. Joel, can you pull up the announcement that they put out also? Yeah. Um, you want the one? I'm actually registered for the match. So oh, yeah. I got, so, I got yeah. an email. Uh, was it 4.40 Central time? And then at uh, 4.50, 10 minutes later, there's one from Jake. And I don't know if the one from Jake is sent from Jake to Jake. So maybe that went to all members. I don't know. Yeah, I and got that too. The first one I got was a practice score uh, update, which was sent to me because I am currently signed up for the four division nationals. Yeah, so I, I, I believe it, I over there is just one. double message. Yeah, I didn't get either one, so I think it only went to registered yeah. competitors. Okay, that could be uh, unknown about that. Yeah, uh, so two-gun nationals, it, it happened the same way. Practice score messaged me. The same message came from Jake separately, but okay. those are both copy-paste. Okay. Yeah. Maybe okay. it just maybe it was just sent to competitors. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, basically, sorry, what they say on there, what they say. It, Let's just run down through it real quick, and we'll talk on anything that we might need to expand upon. 
Sure. Uh, so information regarding the match. Uh, permit uh, rescinded to cancel the match scheduled. They're sorry for any inconvenience. Match is being relocated to CMC, CMP Marksmanship Park. Uh, the pairings are limited and open October 14 through 16. Uh, October 21st to 23rd is PCC in production. Kind of mm -hmm. an odd pairing there. And then uh, so they have a couple of days that are set to be dedicated days for changing over the stages between the matches. Yeah, so big thing is the the match that was in Colorado was a single match. With four divisions. That was four divisions in it. Now yes. they have separated it into two separate back-to-back -back matches. So it looks like the matches are the main match, the non-staff portion, is over the weekend, right? It's like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or uh, make some of Saturday, clack. Sunday, Monday, I think they have probably. Weekdays off. Yeah, what's the 14th? So the 14th through 16 is a Friday through Sunday. And then the 20th, and then it's the following weekend. So it's They're Friday, Friday through, through Sunday. Sunday. Yep. And then the following weekend, Friday through Sunday again, with a couple days in between for a reset, I guess, or changing yeah, over. So there's there. a there's a changeover and a staff match in there, right? It looks like. Yeah. So honestly, that's good planning on USPSA, right? So now the division mix can be pluses and minuses. Like you, you could have put any one of those four divisions together and some people would have issues with it. So like they did try to do probably as best as they could. Um, I might've looked at it and seen how much, how many people were registered for each division and broke it up that way. I'm to try to equal that, out the match. I, I can't speak for them obviously, but I would be willing to bet that happened for how many I, slots they think they'll max sell out in which yeah. divisions so they can, they can fit in, you know, the all the competitors. Yeah. The only and oh, sorry. CMP has less bays, so they have to. If everybody stick around and shot both matches, it would be less total people available. But obviously, there's going to be some people that shoot the first one, and not the second, or the second and not the first, stuff like that. So they'll they'll probably actually be able to fit more people into these two matches. Mm -hmm. But I'm not totally sure on that. So the only and thing that I this is uh, something I mentioned in the previous podcast about two gun too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you cancel the match, you can just link it to other division or two gun versus PCC versus back to back something like that to create more uh, slots equals money. The thing I didn't was kind of like foggy. It says everyone that is currently registered for the match will be moved to the new matches based on divisions or can request it withdraw and then it gives like how long can withdraw once everyone's moved or withdrawn from the match will open registration for additional uh slots but like i don't really under like i've had a bunch of my homeboys message me like am i still squatted with the same the same uh guys as before or do we have to re-squad are they keeping the squads but so one of the things divisions? that they're gonna have to do is they're gonna have to create new matches in practice score yep and that's going to take some time and to move people over to that. Like it doing breaking it up from one match into multiple is going to be a nightmare, Logistic not just nightmare. on getting the people in the right match for the right division, but also tracking the payments like through practice score and all that. Like that mm -hmm. is going to be an absolute nightmare that yes. most people don't even know about no. because the way that, is kind of seen is you can get a Excel document that's printed out, but then 
when new people register, they're going to be on a different, basically, Excel document, and it's going to show a whole, a totally different thing. Like, this is going to take some interesting stuff in Excel to try to get it all figured out to make sure that the right, you have the financials of each match, like how much, how many people have paid for everything. Like, just that portion of it would be, it would take me, like, I haven't sat down and done it, but it would take several hours probably just to figure that out, just for yeah. that single portion, let alone getting everybody re-registered for a different match and all that. Like, that, yeah, not I'm envious not, on that. Not like envious that seems, is the exact word I was going to use, yeah. not envious of that, plus all the the error that could happen where you yeah. copy-paste or punch in the wrong phone number, the wrong division, uh, classification, yeah, like, is, you name it. Yeah, classification shouldn't be too bad because they could just hit a button and practice on the sure. tablets and update it but but everything else like this is this is not going to be easy for them to port that over and it's going to take some time so I, I say be patient with the squatting and everything but let's give them a little bit on this because just doing that is going to take it it's going to take somebody quite a bit of time to do it unless they can get someone in practice score to help them out but i don't know if they're able to do that or not so if i own practice score i'm not going to mess with that like then if i do it wrong it'd be my fault yeah that's probably true yeah <laughs> like oh this looks like a logistical nightmare what uh what else did they have did they give any reasons why they're doing this further on in there yes that uh i just got a new email like an hour ago maybe less so uh it's an e- email from jake martins that says user group update uh, i guess He's explaining in the email, like somebody asked what's the uh, updated requirements from the range. Yeah. And he kind of forwarded the message from Kimeo, Kameo uh, range to everybody. Uh, basically, uh, the attachment in the email is like you're signing that you are understanding Colorado law that and you are uh, using high cap mag, basically saying like the high cap mag I'm using is possessed before 2013. You have to sign in your initial there. And the initial is I'm an employee or a member of branch armed forces, blah, blah, blah. So it's basically saying I understand Colorado 15 round law and I possess high cap mag because I owned it before 2013 or I'm an armed forces unit and, uh, or so law enforcement I, agency. I got that same information and saw that i was going to talk about that mm-hmm. so in the original email like notification email uspsa said that the requirements changed right mm-hmm. and then jake sent out what kim just talked about as proving and and basically listing out what the requirements were changed to yeah. one of the big things i see on here i'm not a lawyer or anything and don't even have hardly any understanding of this but it says I declare under penalty of perjury under the law of Colorado that the foregoing is true and correct. And then it's basically you're signing it and dating it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably where the issue is. Like at that point, you're not just doing the misdemeanor, which it says above that. You're actually like perjuring yourself on a legally signed government document like that's yeah. where the con- the biggest concern is i think and that's in those requirements did change from what i've been told um those requirements were 
were said to USPSA, and USPSA refused to do that at Two Gun Nationals. Hmm. So all the news articles and, and videos that came out basically during the right before day or two before the match was happening that said that all the competitors would have to sign this affidavit. That never actually happened because USPSA refused to make their the competitors or the members sign that. And Cameo had no way of enforcing it. Basically, all the people were there and everything, so there was no way to do that. But with these new requirements that were sent out, it's saying that also that USPSA staff that is doing registration is responsible for getting people to sign that. So that puts a new responsibility on the registration staff, which would be USPSA staff or anybody they have doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't um, know. This is just, I don't, I don't know if I'm sure at some point it think we'll find out the truth, but it's going back to Layton's post. This is like people are still, my phone keeps blowing up. His, his actual, like reading his post word for word is, uh, he finds it reprehensible, pensable, if I can even talk. Reprehensible, reprehensible that a member of our organization would seek out and educate anti-gun politicians so that was like i don't apparently maybe he knows something that i don't or maybe that's i'm sure he knows stuff i don't but if that's what he's uh he's alleging happened it'll be interesting to see how all this shakes out so laden made that post after he posted that the what the competitors got right about the change uh, from what i could see on his time uh, that sounds probably yeah. So a lot of the there's people going both ways on that. People are saying, like, how could USPSA put it in a banned state? And people are saying all all gun laws are infringements and we should just willfully disobey them. Right. Like they can have my guns. and They pry it for my cold, dead hands. Yeah. So like it's that that post is getting both ways. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, then you also got people that are on there that are. Well, his son is basically calling out people saying, like, he put up the Infinity letter that Infinity put out about the national matches not sponsoring it. And yeah. his son basically said something along the lines of, oh, this should tell you some more information about who could have done this, right? Well, if you look through the posts, uh, at least on Instagram, of that Infinity letter, there are a lot of people in there calling people out by basically by name. Uh, and some of the people are, well, at least one of the people I saw was a match official from yep. that two gun nationals match, basically calling out a specific person by name. So Did obviously, really? uh, pretty much. Okay. Uh, so it's, uh, obviously they don't stuff. I don't, I don't know. If, I assume at some point we'll maybe know, maybe we'll never know who knows, I guess, but there's definitely a lot of accusations. A lot of people are very emotional about it. The, this is getting very emotional, yeah. yeah. Um, I bet we'll have. I bet we'll figure it out at some point. And who knows if they'll ever issue a statement or not? It's uh, the person or the org, or both, I guess. Probably either one. I bet the. I don't know. Everybody's so charged up about this. I bet something has to come out. Like. Did we really expect them to change the venue of the nationals at this point? I'm Did you guys expect them to? I didn't. And I'm also thinking about, I mean, I've conversations with people that were already lining up Airbnbs 
air uh, airfare, uh, you know, rentals, like all that stuff. Because it's not like the match is really that far away. I know so, people that have that absolutely. booked Airbnbs like a month or more ago. Of course, because like, hey, you're gonna, you know, if we have me, Kim, a couple of our homeboys, whoever, we get five people. You're like, who wants in? Who wants in? Okay, let's find a place. Like, okay, I found the place. Yep, this yep. is what we're doing. So, like, I feel bad for all the people that have already put money in. It's like I have to imagine a lot of that stuff's non-refundable. Yeah, I don't know. I bet some of it is, but there, it's definitely going to be a hurt hit on people's. Yeah. And I saw that um, uh, that this match isn't the only one they plan to put there. There was going to be some more, like even into next year. Like they're already doing planning for next year's matches. And it would have brought in multiple millions of dollars to that basically county or town. And since the the new requirements that Cameo put out to host a match there, like that revenue is not going to come into that town now. Yeah, no, it's a it's a bad I mean, deal it's for a, everyone. It's a big, as little as the sport is, like the impact is still going to be like it. Probably, I don't know if you could, if an individual would feel it, but overall, like that's that's a lot of money to bring in just for basically like a long weekend. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't help myself. I'll just say it since Ben's not here to make fun of me. But like, if Layton's <laughs> post is true, and it was someone within the organization or our industry, like turning on itself. I mean, let's. I hate to be that guy, but like, there's enough people that are anti-gun or anti-Second Amendment, whatever. Like that, <laughs> you don't, you don't need to add to it by like destroying yourselves or eating your own anyway. Like that's just uncalled for and dumb. Yeah, it's it seems pretty. Like if, if that's if that's true, I don't know if that it's is true. If it's yeah. true, it seems pretty like vindictive. Yes. And kind of like just trying to get back at like a personal vendetta, I guess. If they have an axe to grind. Yeah, exactly. Or it's either well, again, my speculation: either there'd be an axe to grind, or there's financial gain. Uh, a, a good well, a mutual friend of ours, somebody I respect a lot, and I, I have a lot of conversations with, and I, when he talks, I. I listen because I, I think he has valid opinions. Uh, one of the lines he said to me was just follow the money. And that normally tells you a lot. And that's kind of an interesting thought when you look at a situation like this. Because, you know, yeah. money does money can be a motivator. For sure. Anyway. So anything I, else? I, I want to talk so, about, like, as a topic, I want to talk about, like, how to better couple divisions. So sure. meaning, like, they, they just separated the nationals into uh, two different nationals. And uh, how they coupled doesn't make sense to me. First of all, I really liked that they're doing, you know, like two different, like separate two nationals now. Uh, you can allocate more slots and shooters can possibly shoot two straight nationals together, uh, bringing more opportunity to have more fun. But the way the, the divisions are coupled is, in my opinion, not really competitor focused. I want to explain this. First of all, uh, it's first limited and open nationals and then production and PCC nationals. Just by looking at it, I can think like, okay, somebody might have thought, okay, you are Ironside shooter, okay, shoot limited and production. Okay, you're Red Dot shooter, you should open and PCC. But that's not how we can we should be thinking in terms of as a sport. As a sport, national is supposed to be a match that brings the bar higher every each year to bring something new and maybe perhaps better challenges. But as we just look at it, PCC has way far 
beyond capacity in terms of accuracy and open as well. Open gun is super accurate. Just generally saying red dot is very accurate platform to shoot. Iron sight, not. And also PCC and open, very high capacity. So just by looking at the stage you can come up with, there's a lot more opportunity to push the bar at nationals by coupling it with PCC and open and limited in production. So in this manner, this completely doesn't make sense to me how these divisions are coupled. I don't know what's the reasoning behind, except that one thing I was mentioning, your iron sight shooter, you shoot limited and then production after that. That could be the only reason I can foresee. But how I look at it is this way. Limited division, oftentimes we're shooting 2011 custom guns. Open gun, yes, 2011 custom guns. So if somebody has a open gun, and even if you don't have a limited gun, you can borrow a limited gun, which you will have the same ability to point the gun. The grip is the same. Magazine well, how you you know set up the holster, you can exactly use the same gear, both open and limited. So in that manner, people can still shoot the same gun and perhaps like both division, no problem. Of course, PCC and production may not be uh, related as much. So that's how I look at it. Uh, I think how this is divisions linked. Uh, some nationals before had ton of make sense. Okay, uh, there was like three division nationals. They kind of coupled it pretty right. So they're doing like carry optics and then production. Oh, that totally makes sense because carry optic gun, you just take the dot off, you, sh you can shoot the same gun. In that manner, it totally makes sense. But there were some nationals that were like uh, side by side that wasn't really coupled properly, in my opinion, to test actual the shooting part and then have the competitors come they of course they can shoot two divisions of course but they can shoot at the more higher quality match each year i would like to see nationals uh bringing the higher quality stages and maybe perhaps different challenge not necessarily like tougher challenge like and now you're shooting 70 yards no, i'm not saying that but more different challenge and then bring that back to their local match that's how we can really grow the sport as like pushing the quality of product, so to say. And I really don't understand how this was coupled together like that. So my concern on this is looking at the number of registered competitors. Mm -hmm. um, I believe USPSA had a post up about how many were in each division. Mm -hmm. What I'm afraid is limited and open is going to be sold out and then PCC in production is not going to be sold out. So there'll be less people shooting that. Just based on the activity in the country, it's basically carry optics, open, limited, PCC, production. Right. So you're putting the two of those four that have the least participation based on activity together. So the chance of that selling out is less. And I think that would be a... I think that's where my concern comes in. I think if you could pair any of those together, yeah, obviously irons and optics makes that could make sense. Um, and high cap, low cap, high cap, I mean, lower low cap, cap. Yeah. lower cap. Yeah, that yeah. that makes sense too. Mm -hmm. I think no matter how they broke that up, people are going to say something. But I think my only concern would be is if one match is oversold and has a huge wait list, and then one isn't even sold out. Makes that's sense. that. That's the biggest concern. Maybe production. I mean, production is the 
pinnacle of the national matches, right? <laughs> it's the last national match of the year. Yeah. So USPSA can say they, they're trying to revive production by making it the last match of the year. So mm-hmm. uh, we can sure, say I'm, that too, right? <laughs> I'm sure some of the limited and open shooters will stick around and shoot it also and be a, another bite at the apple for a national championship or whatever. So I really uh, think though, I really think though they're setting it up because it's basically four days in between that they're not expecting a lot of people to stay over in between both matches. Could be. The, the other thing that jumped out at me was they had uh, a couple days, October was like, doesn't matter, two days scheduled for changing over the stages between matches. And I, yeah. I know, I think it was last year, where like between matches, they basically just changed the start positions from one side to the other and changed one or two targets and people basically shot the same stages over again. And I'm hoping... It's always for, an advantage to shoot the first match. Yeah, so I mean, with with them having a couple days, I'm hoping they actually... You know, I'm not, obviously I'm not part of the crew, but hoping they make meaningful changes or change around the stages more than just moving the and starting positions from one side to the other. They did quite a bit of changeover at this last one that they had there. Now, in Frostproof, they did uh, several matches where they just changed start positions and didn't really change anything else. But last year at Talladega, they did pretty good with the changeover. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they did two days to get the matches on the weekends. I like, and I like that they have the match in the weekend. Otherwise, like production to be the one drawing the short straw that would be in the like Tuesday to Thursday slot or something like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I like that. Uh, and I think you got people that are out there complaining and and having issues with, well, why even have a match? Why have a schedule at this point when they're just going to get moved, right? And you know, it seems a little selfish. Maybe it's because one was within driving distance and one isn't. So I know. I mean, that's people are going to complain about everything. So big facts uh, before I, I'm looking, I would have had like a 10 hour drive. And now I've got like, I don't know, uh, like 14 uh, hour drive or something. It's a lot yeah, more. It's 11 from KC. So so add another three to that probably. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it was obviously farther away from me, too. I get it. But well, anything else to discuss in this topic? Should we actually talk about something else? Well, make production I'm, I'm, great I'm, uh, again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I Kim, think you had a, you had a topic. The, I think you wanted to talk about. Yeah, this was my topic: coupling the divisions together. Okay. To basically keep other divisions. I mean, Ironside's division obviously is dying. And I think how how you couple that uh, can really help it revive. So, like I said, I don't think a lot of people will uh, plan to shoot two different guns: one with the red dot and one with the Ironside. But not if you are completely shooting a different gun where it points differently you have to change your grip uh, the way to reload i think people are not gonna do that and just stick with one division and i think a good way to couple nationals is you should carry optics the first week and then the second week you shoot the production gun the same platform in that case you don't really have to like practice with a new gun you practice with the same gun it's just using a different sighting system i think that's pretty interesting to uh, at least keep the iron sight completely from dying. Uh, because if you're planning on shooting two matches, even if it, even if it's the same gun but two different sighting system, at local matches, I would definitely see people trying to at least shoot you know a couple iron sights throughout the year. So that's a good way to kind of balance out uh, at a local match as well. Because one downside of having one division really dominating, or two or three, is the stage style. Uh, I often go to local match and I can say, hey, 
the builder was PCC builder. PCC shooter built it. Or it could be like, hey, this is a revolver shooter built this. Everything is six rounds or seven rounds. So having uh, like kind of distributing the division, uh, not necessarily forcing people, but just creating the culture to motivate shooting two different sighting system because you have opportunity to shoot both nationals, one gun, but two different sighting system. I think that's pretty interesting to kind of balance the culture locally as well to have more, uh, even though your match director is a PCC shooter, kind of consi considering, oh, okay, there's some more production nowadays. So I, I don't want to do like 11 rounds on one spot type of a thing, if that makes sense. I honestly don't think that's what hurt the division. I really don't. I think I this is think, only the I, way I, kind of uh, less damage. Damage is already it. done to iron sights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Damage is done like... There's probably a way out of this, but it's it's not to... like Production in its current state is not going to exist. No. It's going to get changed, it, and it's, or it's going to go the way of single stack, where basically no one shoots it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I die a little bit inside everyone. Someone, every time someone says that, I'm not going to lie to you. I think you can make it better, though. Like, I think it can be made better. Yes. Um, Production 15, is that what you're saying, sir? That's one option. I don't think that'll fix it, though. I don't think I, it'll do what it, what people want. Now, I'd be for production fifteen. I would. I don't know that. Would I would imagine either. they can possibly bring limited minor shooters back into production, possibly, but not at a major match. I, I like thing. the ahead, box Matt. thing. I think another option. I think there's a couple options. You could just do one forties in the in the production. Just say, load up one forties and call it a day, right? Just like Carry Optics does. Yeah. So, and then the third option is. Put whatever fits in the box, and that's what you can shoot. Mm -hmm. So the problem with that is, or the challenge on that is, I think it's it's going to be hard to enforce at a local level. So you've got some guy out there shooting a 140 in it, and there's no box to check it. So how, how's that going to be figured out at the local level? The boxes are so messed up anyway. Like the, because well, I don't want to drop names. One of the boxes, uh, one of the popular boxes that's used it at matches. There's because uh, I looked into this stuff because I. Uh, you know, help run our, our level two match. There's a minimum and a maximum to what the specifications of the box are. There's a popular yeah. one in the market that's used at a lot of area, like bigger matches, that is built to the minimum specifications. So meaning, like there's a tolerance for what that box is. Your gun doesn't fit in that. It might actually still be legal uh, because there's a maximum specification of the box. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. I don't really like the box idea. I say you got to either do 15 or 140, and that's the only way to do that. I think you would essentially kill limited division at that point. But 40 is going away in the industry. At, at what point does the sport speed up to like get in front of what the industry is doing? Yeah, my like local if we just area... have divisions where mm -hmm. basically the most popular guns only fit in two of them. And then we have very, very, very little participation in the others. Mm -hmm. That's why the organization as a whole needs to figure out what divisions are. Are they, when they're created, are they that way forever? And then they just go away and then we create something new or do we have these divisions and we modify them based on what the, the industry or the 
basically the members are using or want to use. Yeah, the divisions are another thing people get really emotional about, and I understand it. Uh, I I very strongly get like I run out of patience if divisions keep getting changed because like you see at the local level, whereas like old CO uh, guys would buy a Shadow Two that had the slide lightened, uh, lightening the slide caused structural issues where there were people were cracking slides, breaking stuff, and it turns out they didn't have to have it milled because of the weight limit was higher. Then they were yep. selling that gun or replacing buying a new slide or breaking parts. Uh, then they didn't have, there was 15, then there was 10, then they, now they need the 140s. And then it's like, well, which gun holds the most, the 140? It's like, it's just, you know, there's enough inflation and stuff. I don't like it when people feel like they need to buy a different gun to be optimal or they buy, you know, they spend their hard earned money to buy gear to fit the rules. And then the rule changes and the gear, the money they, you know, they just spent was spent for something that now they need to, you know, purchase something else or additional or change. Like I'd be very, I'd run out of patience really quickly with that. Yeah, and I think I think if sorry, go ahead, Kim. Regarding power factor and like forty cal and all that major line major, that I I've heard more than once like famous gunsmiths talking about, hey, the current power factor is way too high. It's it's risky and dangerous. And guess what? Not, I, I I personally shot double charge for both nine millimeter and forty cal before. <laughs> the result was completely different results. Nine millimeter with double charge, didn't do a thing on my gun. It shot it. It's just, it was just a lot of power, a lot of kick. It didn't damage my gun. But guess what happened to forty? Oh, I saw 40 the picture. Double charge. Was yeah. That the, was that the good one or the bad forty? Was that the one that didn't group or the hammer? Fall it was a good one. It was a good custom uh, gun. The one that John was, fixed for you. Oh no! It was two thousand and one hundred dollar to fix because the whole slide was bent. The barrel was blown out. Fortunately, I was safe. I mean, I didn't have any damage on I me except hearing. Yeah, th those <laughs> those were fine. <laughs> Gladly. I, I shot a double charge nine millimeter and it blew the shit out of the gun. Oh, was it plastic? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> mine was a steel frame. Yeah, I know. It de yeah. it depends on the guns. I've seen a right. done in Shadow Twos and it just like blows the extractor and the mag out and you just keep on trucking. <laughs> just replace those two parts and go some people may say don't double charge you to fit but mistakes happen they do yeah yes i learned a lot after doing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i bet so well guys on that note, so hold on i want to address this there is a nine millimeter load out there that is within sammy specs that makes major power factor so if anybody says that it's too dangerous they're choosing to load something that is not within Sammy spec because mm. there's nine millimeter major loads that are within Sammy spec. Mm. Now it might not be the ideal bullet weight you want to choose, but that's your choice. You're choosing not to use that. Which ammo and you is know this? What? Do you want to say? Huh? You want to say which ammo is this? It's like 160 grain nine millimeter load. <laughs> <laughs> but is this it, like, it's with like Corbon or Gold Dot. Stuff. No, it's like uh, it's like some load from a like a Barry's 160 grain or something. Oh, I but thought it was there's like a, there's a load out there in the load data. Load data. Oh, it's super heavy bullet, so it's probably not ideal for open guns. But don't say that it's not Sammy spec when there is a load out there. And you know what is also easily within Sammy spec? 38 super and 38 super comp. Hmm. And if you say you can't use that. Why is that? Because you want to load cheap ammo. So you're also choosing to do that. 
and 40 is really easily within Sammy spec mm-hmm. and it makes major too. So these all are excuses because you want to load cheap ammo and you don't want to have wear on your gun. So this is all a choice. Major Educational. is not required for Very open. Good. It's a choice. That's all I got. Well, it was fantastic. Yeah, this was <laughs> definitely a real zinger. I'm sure people love it. Well, guys, that's that's enough of this, I think, for today. Uh, listeners, if you, what's up? I'm sorry. No questions. I don't have a question. No, Ben. Uh, Ben's traveling, doing the training thing, and he did not get me a question in time. He's right, uh, teaching classes. Good. So no, sorry. I think this is enough damage for today. But right. <laughs> listeners, if you have a question you want the answer to, go to my website, it's bensteger.com. Send me your question. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> See, I got that line down. <laughs>